Jason Johannes. for this uh, Rock and Pod podcast uh, episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast. We have Brother Dusty from The Reveal. Hey, hey, what's up? Thanks for being here. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Why don't you tell us all about The Reveal and how that got started and what you guys are doing. You know, when we first started, we were three dudes playing at Miller's. We would literally say, hey, Dustin, Josh, and Kirk are playing at Miller's. We didn't have a band name, (laughs) no music know anything I, w- I was just like i want to play music Jimi hendrix didn't have a facebook page right. the-, the beatles didn't have a youtube man who cares about this stuff so we started off eventually got to a point where they're like you know what's your band name and we made this joke someone made the joke that we have the no name blues because we don't have a name i don't know how this happened but that ended up being our band name for like four years it was a stupid joke i said on stage every day like you know, what's up? We're the No Name Blues, and we have the No Name Blues because all the other <laughs> band names are taken. We did that for four years, man. And then finally we came up with a reveal, and uh, we put a music video together where we kind of go on a journey of, like, 13 witches that, like, put spells on us or whatever and transform us into a new band. I felt like that was going to be a, a smarter way to do it than to just change our name everywhere, you know what I mean? kind of made it look like we transformed and it was a part of the story you know but uh yeah we we've been going about five years we're from kokomo indiana we've lived in nashville probably probably four years um yeah man it's been a it's been a long journey we we do a little bit of everything we we start off with the uh the blues rock funk type of type of vibe you know um our main influences are uh black sabbath and rage against the machine we do a lot right of two good influences, yeah. a little bit different from right. each other, but really fucking both cool. very controversial. One's you know politics, one's religion. Right. I really like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I always say if 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 Black Sabbath and Rage Against the Machine had a baby, we're that baby. <laughs> there you go. But we got. I'm intrigued. I like oh, where cool, this man. is going. Yeah, yeah we got uh, some white stripes, black keys, Wolf Mother, uh, wolf mother Cage yeah. the Elephant, yeah. uh, like Jet. You know those type of vibes. But then what we do. 
Um, me vocally, I'm not like a, a great singer. I just figure out how to make cool noise, like as you could say. <laughs> so it's more of kind of like a '90s punk mixed with like an old school hip hop. Wow. Uh, as far as the vocals go, but then our guitar player, he grew up in a bluegrass band, so he's doing all these country southern like wicks, you know. Um, That's the Kokomo, Indiana coming yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we really like to get heavy. I'm not going to say we're a metal band, but it's like very rowdy, very like headbang. But it's like more party heavy, you know what I mean? As opposed to like mosh pit heavy. I mean, honestly, someone started a mosh pit at the end the other day. <laughs> I will say that. But yeah, we do that. And then, you know, we've been moving in the direction of a lot of like Arabian, Egyptian, psychedelic, wow. like weird over the seas type of vibes and I want to do we, we have one album out um, and that's that's more of our foundation yeah. the blues rock thing and then the next album is going to be like a desert journey where you know three wa- three American white boy rock and rollers go to the desert and learn a bunch of crazy stuff but that's you know? what Zeppelin so, did that's what they got yeah, all like the cashmere and all exactly. that exactly you know that's, yeah. that's pretty cool it's kind of like the cashmere vibes it's kind of like when the Beatles tried yeah. acid and yeah. turned into a whole other band Sergeant you know Pepper's yeah band, yeah, yeah. So what's the name of the first album? The first album's called Do You Know. Okay. Yeah. When did that come out? Well, uh, we actually dropped five songs in 2017 and then moved here. And uh, a studio, uh, Dark Horse Institute, offered the band six free recordings. Nice. So we took songs that weren't really what we wanted to record because, you know, it's just students doing it. Um, and then we just decided to like these vibe very well with the first five that we put out. And when we put out the first five, we were still No Name Blues. Sure. So it was like, you know, now we're not No Name Blues anymore, so we don't have our music up anymore. So we became The Reveal, and then we put out an 11-track album. And unfortunately, everything's on computer systems now, so it registers as if our album came out in 2017. Sure. But we actually just put it out... Um, uh, it'll be a year ago next month on September 13th. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, it's been pretty exciting. But, yeah, that one's called Do You Know? Um, I've got it right here, actually. It's not a CD. We made it look like a CD. Oh, <laughs> and we pretend it's, it's our CDs. Yeah. And then we got the code on the back. and oh, very yeah, man, cool. That's everything. That's uh, It's all our social media. It's all of our uh, websites and videos and uh, press and blogs. and. So you're all over Facebook, yeah. Instagram, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. TikTok, yeah. Twitter. Yeah, we made a, we made a TikTok. <laughs> I've asked my it. kids about TikTok. I'm, that's one thing I've never done, yeah. TikTok. Well, one thing I'll say about TikTok uh, that's pretty cool is, you know, when you look at Facebook and you look at Instagram, they're very dictative on letting you get support in business. Whereas TikTok is very free reign with yeah. the algorithm, yeah. and if people like your stuff, it blows up, and that's it. That's the end of the story. So Brian and I should get TikTok is what you're telling I us. I mean, I don't think anyone in the world ever should have got TikTok. <laughs> but, I like that answer. But now, you know, it's <laughs> you kind of a thing. You need to have TikTok. Yeah. So it's kind of the ultimate marketing tool right now just because you, you could start your very first TikTok yeah. and blow up. Right. And it, if people like it, they like it. And I think, from what I understand... Is within the first ten minutes, if you can get a certain amount of views, they boost you up. And then within the next hour, if you can get like a hundred views, they boost you up. And then if you can get to a thousand, they boost you up. Wow! And this the rate of speed that you you achieve these numbers is what affects your algorithm to climb up the thing. So 
if you get enough attention within the first like two minutes yeah, of it yeah, being yeah. posted, it's gonna it could blow up, you know. So there's I, something we didn't know. We there need we TikTok. go. I'm I hate it. I'll just <laughs> say that I don't, I don't care about any of it I, at all. I actually have it. I don't really look yeah. at it a lot, but. I can't. Some of the dog stuff is funny, but <laughs> yeah. the dances do it for me, dude. I, I hate it. I can't. Everybody doing the stupid like their dance, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just like three little. It's like they're doing the macarena just right, over right, and over. Right. Man. Well, I just like, can't do it. But the general public must love it because they keep coming. I guess so. We're just getting more just dumbed down every day. I think. But you know, it is pretty cool. And if you really dive in, man. There are some really awesome TikTok artists sure, that get sure. on there, and they put very um, educational and like very entertaining, yeah, cool like stuff. real creative stuff, innovative. I think the problem is with people like us who don't like dive into it too much. All we see is the dances and the dog videos and the girls like you know miming movie quotes and stuff. It's like I hate that. I think that's I what my daughter that. watches that kind of yeah. stuff, right? But there's actually a lot of really awesome information on there. Uh, and the only reason I know is because I've had so many people defend TikTok because I hate it. And they're just like, no, dude, check this out. <laughs> Over time, I'm like, okay, you know, I get it. I get it. It's cool. Yeah, we've got a TikTok. We we throw... Every now and then, we'll throw, like, an Instagram video, and I'll just put the font over the top of it, and just boom, there you go. Uh, I think I think that's something, if you're going to do it, you should do it all the way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... But... Because it would look bad on you if you had kind of half-assed, right? That yeah, kind of stuff, and right? you can tell. Yeah, I've heard. I've actually heard that there's people that are professional TikTokers, I sure. guess. And uh, if their first five posts don't go viral, they just delete the whole account and start a new account. Because I, I don't know, it, it's some sort of science to the it's algorithm. Like a failure, yeah. yeah. Holy crap! So I don't know. I, I think it's all interesting. I think. The way success works, man, is you could blow up on Instagram, you could blow up on Facebook, you could blow up on YouTube, you could go down a back alley somewhere and meet some random dude who runs a record label. I mean, you know, there's no proper way to do it. TikTok's an advantage. I don't necessarily feel like it's a make or break. Um, But I do imagine once you get onto a certain point, your managers and your labels are like, all right, man, let's get your TikTok going. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Well, you know, you for a young artist and emerging artist, and that's part of the reason we do this podcast to give voice to the the, the new rock guys, right? Because there's not a lot. What's the most important uh, media for you to get your name out there for people to find out who you are? I like YouTube the most, okay. but people aren't on YouTube unless they have a reason. Right. So it's things like Facebook and Instagram that actually, you know, it, it, people are already there. Right. Uh, it's the same thing, you know, I, I, I'm i sure you guys remember like the Reverb Nation yeah, and all those. It's like, that's really cool, but no one's there other than like other bands. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you go to Facebook and Instagram and it's like, you know. Your best buddies are there. Grandma's over there. Like every everyone right. you know is on Facebook or Instagram. Facebook's got too many grandmas, and it's just a little <laughs> weird. Instagram's still kind of like more of like the hipper the hipper crowd. So I think Instagram's my favorite one. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I Facebook's cool. I like how Facebook is like all the social medias just thrown into one. <laughs> I think they all just copied off of little parts of Facebook, right. but. Yeah, I mean, Facebook and Instagram. I used to have a Twitter. 
too many fights. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> I would scroll down I'm like, this is stupid. It's all stupid. That's and the then purpose. I would say yeah. stuff and people would be like, dude, you're stupid. And I would just be like, <laughs> no, it's you that are I, stupid. Yeah, I, I think we're all just stupid <laughs> yeah. for having this ad. You know yeah. what? Yeah. I, I like you. You have a really good outlook on social media. I think I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I my when people say, "Hey, like, where can I check your band out?" I always just say, "Go to YouTube." Okay, because that's subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Now, I will say, we're kind of hard to find oh, with a band name like the Reveal. The Reveal. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of finding out if you're going to have a boy or a girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's a lot of stuff like that. The Reveal is such a common term. Uh, I don't even know if we could get it like trademarked. I mean, I'm sure we could. Is like we could own it as a band sure. or whatever, but. Yeah, it's uh sometimes you gotta scroll a little bit. It's gotta be like more specific. That's why we've got these codes right here, is because you scan that and it just takes you directly to the link itself. Well, even your logo, like it, you know, if you know you're called the reveal, you can see it in there. But if yeah. you don't, like it's hard to it's hard to read that. You gotta look close. You and gotta it, look it close. Reveals itself. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, Boom. you're already doing that. Yeah, mysticism stuff. All yeah, right. dude. Well, what's what's funny is before we announced our band name, we told everybody, "Hey, we're gonna have an actual band name yeah. for the first time ever." Find out at the reveal this Friday, and Ooh. well, we wouldn't even say that necessarily. People would be like, "Hey, I'm really excited for the reveal," and I would like choke. I'm like, my breath. I'd be like, "What?" And they would be like, "Your new band name." I'm excited to find out what it is. Yeah, and I was like, "So you." Like, I was so confused, and they're like, yeah, the reveal's going to be exciting. And I was like, oh, God, do they know? And then it came to the point where we started advertising it, and we were like, this Friday's the reveal. You're going to find out our new band name. Check out the reveal. The reveal's coming. And then the day came, and it was like, yo, we are the reveal. Nice. And That's cool. It was, it was cool, man. It was That's really awesome. exciting. Way yeah. to build up the anticipation right. for that one. Yeah. You guys are savvy. I Dude, like it. Thanks, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's been cool. It's way better than being the No Name Blues. That's <laughs> People would ask, like, oh, what's wrong with No Name Blues? And it's like, dude, imagine going to Taco Bell and all they have is cheeseburgers. Like, you're not going to be happy with that. Because so, <laughs> yeah. you're just not doing blues. We, You know, blues is like a foundation, but what band in the whole world cannot say that blues is not part of their foundation. You know what I mean? True. So True story. We had a lot of older folks coming to hear some 12 bar, like Stevie Ray Vaughan, Eric Clapton, which we, you know, we do a couple of those. If we have like a four hour set, we sure. do that. Uh, but we're more like rambunctious, like in your face, rock and roll, high energy. You know, a lot of old people saying, you guys are too loud. And we were just like, why does this keep happening to us? Oh, because our name is no name blues. Of course people are going to think that. So, mm-hmm. It was never even our band name. Yeah. Honestly, we literally, it was a joke. We didn't have a band name. It was so. like the band calling themselves the band, right? Exactly. They're known as yeah. the band for all these other, and when they became yeah. their own band, they were the band. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's been pretty cool. I will say we've had some like management and stuff like tell us, like, you know, you guys should get something more specific because you type in the reveal and you're not the first thing to come up. Uh, but I just think we need to put more stuff out, man. I think yeah. we need to put more stuff out, fund it a little bit. And it'll sure. get to the point where you type in the reveal, and maybe we will be the first thing that pops up, you know? Right, so, yeah. It's part of the journey. Got to release more content. We got a lot of stuff coming out, so I'm excited, man. Right so where, you, where do you guys play around town here? Well, um, we had been here for four years, and we got to the point where we could play everywhere. I know right before COVID hit, we played, like, 3rd and Lindsley. Uh, Little Harpeth Brewing's really big here. We played Exit Inn. 
I've yeah. played Exit in several times. It was getting to the point where it was like, all right, let's play the Basement East, let's play Marathon, let's play the Cowan, let's try to just like, by the end of the year, play some like small stadiums or something like that. And our drummer ended up getting very busy. He, he had some kids. Mm. He had to move six hours away, got oh, engaged. Boy. And it just, you know, he's, he d- did not want to do it, and we did not want to play with him. Like, he's my brother. Uh it just got to the point where it was like, I want to do this all day, every day, and I want to do this for 40 hours a week, and he does it for maybe, like, three hours a month. Okay. And it was just like, you know, that's not really going to work. So we got a new guy that we're working with right now, and we're still working with the old guy for content and videos and stuff like that, but with the new guy, he's like our live drummer right now. It's just one of those things, man. We could totally hit, hit up Bowie's or the Exit Inn or the Basement East mm-hmm. and try and pack it out. Yeah. But, like, the new guy, he's amazing. He's an amazing drummer. But, like, you can tell when a band is cohesive on stage, and it's got nothing to do with how good they are as musicians. Right. Is, is, the, is the look there? Is the vibe there? Can you tell that they're brothers? Can you tell that they've right? been through like a it together? Team, right. The band has the same thing. So we told him, like, you know, man, we want you to be completely caught up with the old drummer. We want you to learn every single song that we have, every cover, every original. Get to the point where you are equal to the last drummer. And then we're, we're going to, right now, we're playing, we just played at Springwater, we just played at the end. We're playing all the bars and the clubs that we've already done five or six times. They're easy to get into. Working on, like, the Cobra and the East Room and, like, you know, venues that we've played over and over. But now with this new guy, it's like, let's start all the way over. Let's go back to the basics. Let's start a new foundation with this guy. And I told him, you know, once you've played all of our songs two to three times in front of people... Then we can play the big stages, and by then you're gonna be so extra ready that you're gonna realize like, oh yeah, this was because he's ready to go. Sure. I mean, he's ready to just do it, you know. Right. But I just think with where we were at and how it, it got to the point where you know we put in the time, we were impressive to people, um, especially like we were still kind of going uh, during COVID, yeah, and after COVID. By the time that the COVID thing had settled down. We were one of the only bands that was kind of like relevant in town because we were the only bands that was really doing much. Um, and then, you know, the drummer thing happened and like the momentum kind of fell. But um, we're, I mean, we're ready. We literally, before all this stuff went down, we had investors pay for all of our merch. Oh, nice. We had a stage banner. Uh, the website was done. We had a producer. We had a whole album ready. We had booking agents, managers. We had a small record label. And then the whole thing happened, and it was just like, well... Dead stop. Yeah. Now it's, let's go get a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boo. So, yeah. But, yeah, man, I've, I'm very confident in this new guy's name's Ian. Okay. Uh, by the end of the year, I really think that it's going to be time to just go all the way. Because, you know, like I said, before all this happened, it was like next week we're talking to some entertainment lawyers, and right. we're going to throw down, and we're going to get ourselves... We're going to pay our way into the industry, right, you know? Right. And uh, we were ready, man. But I will say I'm very thankful that the, the, the drummer thing happened before we signed some contracts. Right. Because we were at the level where we were signing, we were raising up like 10 different contracts from all these different areas. It's like, you know, maybe this worked out because it would have sucked to sign all that and then he bailed. Yeah. But it's it, instead, you know, he bailed. And then now we've got a new guy. We're going to get the momentum flowing. On top of the foundation we already have set in town. Um, and then, you know, by the end of that, I think the connections that we had before are probably going to be fractional 
to what we'll end up having once we really get going again. Nice. Yeah. Well, best of luck, man. Dude, thanks, man. Hope, hope it takes off. Yeah, I mean, I think I think any band, as long as you have a group of guys who are all all the way in, mm-hmm. I don't even think you got to be good, honestly. I mean, if you can just do it and you're into it, go to the shows, shake the hands, meet the people, yeah. talk to the people, put the content out, record some stuff, put, throw some money into PR and marketing. Eventually, you're going to have followers, you're going to have views, you're going to have shows. Next thing you know, you might not be very good. You can still be more successful than the people who are great, but they can't find a full band to work with. But you guys you know are good, I mean? though, right? I mean, you, you, got, you decide for yeah, yourself. I've man. listened to some, and yeah, you, oh, guys, cool. are, you guys are damn What'd good. What you listen to? I just I I should know the name of the track, but I just when you came and stopped by before, I had to okay. check out. And cool, man. That's it's awesome. cool how this works. I mean, we you know run across some pre- people we haven't heard before, and yeah. as we're sitting here and just, you know it's really busy, and you get minute or a couple right. seconds to listen to a little bit of music so yeah, yeah i man. dug it yeah and i think another thing that's really cool man is you meet people at places like this and in that moment it just feels like oh i met that guy right and then fucking three years later <laughs> it's like he's one of my best friends he's got me six shows we like we're helping each other out like he's dating my mom i don't know like whatever dude like you realize way later like dude we met at like some little like handshaking convention networking thing <laughs> But, like, now you're, like, really one of my best friends. So right. You really never know what could happen, man. I mean, it could be a make or break for for anyone in this room, yeah. you know. So that's really cool to me. It's the same for us as a small podcast, new podcast, that yeah. we've been going about a year. So it, it's... We all help each other, so it's yeah. very cool. Hey, Brian, we're very no cool. longer allowed to call ourselves a new podcast because I, <laughs> oh. I was at that PR, yeah, and we yeah. have like 50-something, so we're no longer new, they oh. said. Oh, nice. Now we're established in veterans. We're an established podcast. Yeah, an established <laughs> And people, yeah. people want to be right on. Now. <laughs> you guys are the next Joe Rogan, man. <laughs> <laughs> we can only Well, hold. yeah, you know, give, me, awesome. give me a couple hundred million dollars. Right. And, you know, no, I'll quit my day job. You got to... Uh, you got to go on Fear Factor first. Before you you got to eat some horse testicles yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian, that's your job. I'll, I'll watch. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't do that in North Dakota. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I can't. You know, maybe some people. We don't do, do that, that in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I never know what to think. I always sat there like, would I do that? <laughs> would I do that for the money? Yeah, I don't you, know. You know, it. Dep- <laughs> I guess it would depend. Yeah. Right. <laughs> depends on. If you yeah. need that money or not. I don't want to eat testicles. Yeah. I'm a little freaked out by like the the like little fish tanks full of worms right. and like snakes. Buried in them, yeah. Yeah, that's not cool. I, yeah, I there there are limits, I think. For have me. you ever seen the Dave Chappelle with Tyrone Biggums? Yes, I have. <laughs> Dude, he's on Fear Factor and he just wants to do it. He's like, oh, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> He's a big <laughs> testicle, yep. just like for fun. Well, yeah, because he's the homeless, like, yeah. that guy. And then yeah, they tell him to lay down with the worms, and he's like, all right. And he falls asleep, and just he's there. He's like, I'm just going to stay the night here. <laughs> so I'll tell you a story. So I'm in a band. Okay. My band played a few years ago in Yellow Springs, Ohio, Dave Chappelle's hometown. Whoa. He, he came into the bar when we were playing. He invited oh. us back to his house afterwards. We hung out with Dave Chappelle from, like, one o'clock in the morning, about five a.m. That's crazy. He was a not, he was a super nice guy, dude. I bet, man. Is it like us? It was like twelve people total hanging out. Yeah, he uh, he's my favorite comedian by far. He's 
I think he's done a lot for America, period. He has. You know? He's been a pretty good voice yeah. of reason on a lot of Just things. Just in, yeah, a lot of social issues. And yeah. he's he's turned things that are really hard for people to talk about into jokes. Where yeah. it's just like, you know, now now we're all cool. Well, he we has values and he stands up for He walked right. away from $50 million at Comedy Central. And yeah. I will tell you, he is a... He invited us back not because he liked us or we were any good. It was because he wanted to hang out with normal people. Yeah. Like, that's his people. Like, he just yeah. wants to hang out with, like, regular people. Yeah, that's what when he bounced out to uh, Africa for a little yeah. bit. It seemed like he was just kind of sick of the whole fame yeah. and, like, the whole all that stuff. And, you know, he did a lot of, like, kind of racial-based comedy. And I think a lot of the wrong types of people were laughing at the wrong exactly ideas. Right. And he was just like, yeah, that's not really what I wanted when I started all this. And, yeah. Seems like a great dude, man. I would love to meet dude. him someday. Legit, legit, regular, yeah. nice, nice, regular guy. That's awesome. So we had That's fun hilarious, with him. man. <laughs> and you were talking yeah. about where music will take you and where these things and the connections yeah, you'll make. Exactly. We, got, we hung out with Dave Chappelle for right. playing music. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. I need to play that show. See? <laughs> Peach, Peaches Bar and Grill in Yellow Peaches. Springs, Ohio. Okay. It's a cool little place. Dude, I'm going to write that down because I'm trying to book an Ohio tour right now. Well, yeah. Peaches Bar Peaches and Grill. Bar and Grill in Yellow, Yellow Springs. Springs, Ohio. Yep. It's kind of between Dayton and Columbus and it's a farm town, but that's where Chappelle lives and it's a very, it's a hippie, it's like a hippie village. I'll see you there, Dave. <laughs> and I'll watch out for your social media posts on TikTok, so I'll go and watch you play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody, follow us on TikTok. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what our. I will say we have everything on this link. We don't have our TikTok. I think I just, I made it after I made all that, which I could just add it to it and it'll pop up. That's what's cool about these things is they'll last forever. Yeah. So anytime we update it, if you just hang it on your wall and you're bored one day, like, oh, I wonder what they're up to. That's a really cool idea. All, yeah. It's a super cool idea, man. It's uh, it's better than paying for a bunch of CDs that, like... This costs a lot of money to yeah. get, too. Yeah, and then, you know, most cars don't even have CD players they don't. these days. Nope. So, yeah, it looks like a CD. We just say, hey, buy our CD. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, we just give them out, man, so... Oh yeah, dude. What else you got, Brian? Uh, just glad that you stopped by, man. Insane, that's awesome, man. and thank you so much. We Probably favorite interview of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your only one? Uh, I've had three. This oh, is my third oh, well, one. thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, we're just regular dudes yeah. having regular conversations. That's well, our I think appeal. That that's what I think people like to ask the questions. What kind of music do you guys play? Who's your influences? And it's like, you know, that's cool, but it's just like kind of what most people are doing so you kind of start shooting the shit and you start like having an actual conversation and it's like this is what people actually you would have never found out about to. the Chappelle story right. from me if you yeah, did exactly yeah yeah now I'm gonna go meet Dave Chappelle in Ohio because of that <laughs> I met Jason from Ghost Town Silence okay I remember him he was he was he was yeah, so he probably doesn't but we hung out with him for like four hours yeah. at his house though Wow. And he showed us the lighter that Madonna gave him and all all the people who came to her housewarming party, she engraved engraved lighters Whoa. and he had it and he showed it to us and told us a little story about it and That's crazy. We drank George uh, Clooney's brand of tequila that he nice. had. And you know was, was George there? He was not there, <laughs> but his tequila was there, but yeah. he was not there. That's amazing. That's really awesome. When you come back to do a full podcast with us, you know, when the, when the second album comes out, when do you guys shoot for the second album? Man, right now we're kind of waiting until the drummer has, like, all the songs okay. locked in, ready to perform, and performs them a couple times. Um, we already have, like, a producer picked out. And yep. I imagine by the time we get where we're going, we might have more producers picked out. But, I mean, it'll probably be next year okay. at this point. But I'm working on a lot of solo stuff, too. So, Well, let us know, because when we do our full podcast... 
we get to some of those kind of questions that you're asked, but like towards the end, we do a lightning round where you ask non music, a lot yeah. of non music related shit. Yeah. Just like, you know, what are you watching on the streaming services or right. what kind of book are you in? Just like, who knows? Because it generates a lot of cool conversations. Yeah. yeah, it definitely does. I think that's where it's at for sure is to really get to know the person because. You know, there's just so many obvious questions that are great. I mean, it's kind of wrong to have a podcast with bands and not ask those questions. Well, you're selling your your personalities and things a lot right. more than the music because yeah. you know what I mean. Because it's a long for interview. Exactly. So it's more about how do you guys come across? These guys sound cool. I'm gonna go check their shit out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Well, thank you to Brother Dusty for stopping hey, by the Dusty. All Things Blues yeah, and Southern Rock podcast here at Rockin' Pod. Uh, you can check out the reveal, the reveal, the reveal on all your favorite social medias: Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Maybe, maybe <laughs> not. We don't know. So, thank you again hey. for stopping by. We appreciate you. Yeah, being thanks here. for having me, guys. This is awesome. Anytime. Shank from the band Shank, local band. Thank you for being with us today. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. So, how'd you get the name Shank? No. <laughs> well, uh, funny story. <laughs> Just happened to be the name I was born with. <laughs> Connor. No. <laughs> so, tell us all about your band and how this all got started. Yeah. Um, well, specifically, I never thought seriously about going into music. Um, you know, some, some kids, that's their dream from an early age, right? Not me. I wanted to, I wanted to either go into acting or I wanted to work for NASA. And, uh, Two very different types of careers. Yeah, I got that from my guidance counselors in like middle school and high school. A lot. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, um, I played, I did play in the school band all throughout, um, you know, like middle school and high school and even, even through college. Okay. I played the oboe. Um, it's not a much of a rocking instrument. It is not. And neither, to be frank, is piano. <laughs> but we were actually... School oboes are notoriously really bad. Um, they're just bad instruments. And when push came to shove and it, it got serious about, you know, I was going to do this throughout high school and probably college, we needed to buy one because we needed something that was quality and so I, I have this very specific memory of my mom and I being in a music shop filling out the final paperwork for one when I was about 15 years old and I was 15 I had no interest in this paperwork just none mm -hmm. so I was perusing kind of the aisles seeing if there was anything that caught my interest and at the time I was a really big Billy Joel fan I'm still a Billy well, Joel fan. Well we were playing piano and singing. Right but I wasn't at the time that's the thing but I found this note for note transcription Hall Leonard Billy Joel piano book you know, had everything in it straight from the record, like Piano Man, New York City of Mind, Allentown, I think was on that particular one. And I joking, I asked my mom as a joke if she'd buy it for me because I 
I don't know, I was 15 and I thought it was funny because I didn't play piano. And my mom asked me if that would make me practice the one upstairs. And so I was like, you know what? Why not? And um, I think within a year, I had put a band together to play the school talent show. And we actually wow. did play uh, Piano Man New York nice. City. And you sang that and played yeah, piano on it? I did. And, and I had done, I wasn't a singer either um, before. Well, I think you were a singer if you're doing that. <laughs> not a, mm, Maybe. But not something I ever thought I was good at. It was just right. something that I was doing at first. Did you know Billy Joel had a metal band before he had a solo career? Attila. Yeah. I did. Look at this guy. This kid knows. Like, he's a young yeah, man. dude. And he knows everything. I know my Billy Joel you shit. You do. <laughs> Go on. Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's totally fine. Um, but, yeah, so I started playing, and then um, I switched high schools. We moved to Illinois uh, halfway through my high school, and... Um, about junior into junior year, I was like, you know what? Maybe uh, I could start actually taking gigs like out in the community. Started playing like small coffee houses and stuff. And then once people started paying me, I was like, oh, this is neat. People pay for this? People pay for this? So I, I don't know. Then I, it just kind of kept getting bigger until I decided right before high school was over, I think this might be the future. I think this might be what I want to do with my life. So yeah. I did. I went to college actually for a music program here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I knew, you know, that's where I wanted Nashville to start. Nashville kid. Out. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know, I moved here from Illinois to to Nashville for like okay. college, and um, yeah. It's Where'd just you go to college? Belmont University. Oh yeah, Belmont. Yeah, yep. But that's that's definitely how it all started. Um, and I obviously grew my musical interest, my musical taste grew from the time I was 15 uh, until now. I'm 23 years old now. And so sound has evolved. It's not 23, Brian. You know, it would great be great to be 23 again. I don't know if I'd relive my 20s, but... <laughs> Maybe knowing what you know now. I just want my back not to hurt. <laughs> well, I'll let you in on a little secret. My back always hurts. Oh, no! <laughs> You're too young for that. Ooh, I tell myself that every day. <laughs> we'll continue on with your career. Well, thank you. What a, oh, 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 as, as in story-wise. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ah. Sorry. I like to interrupt people. Brian knows this. Well, I mean, um, you know, I, I, I had a couple failed-ish, not failed, just abandoned projects throughout college, just stuff that never went too far, didn't fit right, whatever. And uh, I, I decided to rebrand and really stop trying to collaborate musically with people to the level I was and, and have my own project. Mm -hmm. And I went through a couple names at first before I really decided just on, on Shank. And right around that time is really when the sound really started to take shape that my band has um, and in, until recently um, we had started to make some leeway before COVID we were playing uh, we, we started playing at Bailey's downtown on the strip doing like these four hour cover shows um, when it, back when it was Bailey's it's now called Lucky Bastard Saloon um, and then COVID hit had to find my own way to make opportunity through COVID you know everyone suffered from a lack mm -hmm. of opportunity and so in my opinion what really separated the big dogs from the small dogs is how people found ways to capitalize on that and you know everybody was doing what they could right and what i could was i made a couple music videos i recorded an album i really put myself together in not a live music context and now that we're coming out of it and now that everything is finished we're seeing the result of that we're seeing the result of the new kinds of shows that I can book. 
the album itself coming out, you know. Is that the uh, Afterthoughts album you have here right in front of us? Yeah, this is it. It's Afterthoughts. How many tracks? Six. All right. It's six. Um, I was actually talking with my friend, uh, I think it was Nita I was talking with earlier. No, it was my friend Jonathan who was like, yeah, six, that's too many for an EP, a little short for an album. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, there's no rules anymore. No, there's no, it's, that's actually true. There are no rules anymore. And that's exactly it's what I like wanted to do. It's not like record companies, these big record, they don't have these big record companies doing this anymore, too. And, like, somebody like you who's starting out, independent, like, that's, that's pretty normal. That's pretty normal what you're doing. I, yeah, I thought this is the amount of material that I have that I really want to put out. Because, obviously, as songwriters, uh, people are writing songs all the time. Yeah. Um, a popular question I always get is like, so how many songs do you think you've written? And I've just lost count because a lot of them uh, kind of were garbage, you know? That's just sure. how it works. Well, the, yeah. yeah it's Not the, every song's a winner. No. No, and I mean, like, we see that even with stuff that's put out on records all the time. Yeah. So, you know, if those things make it to the front, Who, what doesn't? Now, who's in your band? So, it's fronted by me. I yep. play I play keys. Um, Sean Janay plays the drums, and he also did most of the tracking for the other instrumentation on this album, including some, most of the bass, all of the guitars, uh, a lot of the auxiliary percussion. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's pretty much the instrumentation we had for this one specifically. Um, we didn't have anything crazy. Right. But uh, until recently, we had a man named Tommy Hopkinson playing guitars for us live. Tommy wants... Um, to be a sound engineer and he moved back to Boston where he's from. To go he's do doing that. the slide you said? Hmm? You see playing slide guitar? No, no, no. Oh. Just live guitar. Oh, live, live guitar. guitar. Sorry. I thought you said yeah. slide. I'm like, Brian, I mean, this might be definitely yeah. like we're talking about here. And uh, we're finding new bassists all the time. Um, <laughs> the Rotating door of bass players. Yeah. He's, like, the, he's the drummer equivalent from Spinal Tap. It sounds <laughs> a bass player, not the drummer. So the guy we play with right now, I love him to death. His I hope he doesn't Alex. spontaneously combust. <laughs> Me too. That would be a shame. He's a fantastic man. Uh, we've been playing with a guy named Alex Hodge okay. for for a while. Okay. And were all not all of these guys recorded on the album with you, or did they? No. Okay. Only, only Sean and I recorded on the album. Gotcha. We had um, we had a bass player when we started this process named Craig English who recorded, I believe, two of the bass tracks. Okay. Um, and then and then and then you know split from the project and. Uh, Sean did the rest of the bass tracks because Sean is an amazing musician and he's capable of... Sean's the drummer in the band mainly, but he went to school for guitar. Um, yeah, and he's a killer guitarist. And I bet. Damn, he's like Dave Grohl. <laughs> right? Now he just needs to sing, but that would take your job. Oh, no, Sean sings too. In fact, uh, Sean and I do duo shows a lot um, wow. down on the strip and... It's honestly just ping, 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 back and forth between us. He's playing us. acoustic guitar with you at that point if you guys yeah. are doing something nice. Yeah, yeah and, and he brings a cajon and a ride cymbal to play while I'm playing piano. Wow. Yeah. Cool. That's impressive. So, Afterthoughts, when did the album come out? It hasn't. Oh, it hasn't. Yeah. So, I'm looking at something right here. This has not been Although released Although our audience yet. can't see, Brian, but it in is. In fact, these, the actual physical copies I'm holding in my hand right now, came in the mail yesterday. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. That's a cool Thank feeling. You. It, it is. I, they did not come a day too soon. I was yeah. hoping I would have them for this event. And they, they came it. through for me. Yep. But the album itself comes out on August 27th. Okay. Um, which, if uh, any of your listeners are local to Nashville, we have a huge release party going on that night. Where? 
It's at Bowie's. Bowie. Bowie's. Oh, Bowie's. Yeah, that name has come up quite a bit. Bowie's. Yeah, because Bowie's a great place. I have nothing but... Did Jack's Hollow bring up Bowie's? Uh, I believe... Or somebody else? It's somebody else. Okay. I can't remember All right. Every, everything head. runs together. We've yeah. heard a lot of names today. Oh, for sure. Um, but I have nothing but great so things August to say. August 27th, you said? Yeah. Bowie's. Yeah, CD release party. Okay. 6.30 to 9.30. Uh, we have a friend, Junkhead Jane, opening up, which I see you have their CD in we, front of you. We do. We just got it from... Um, yeah. What from what's his name? I don't remember his name now because everything's been a blur. Rob? <laughs> Rob. There we yeah. go. Yeah, great guys, great musicians, great band. Nothing but fantastic things to say. And then I have my friend Aaron Sparling and his new band, uh, Hippies and Cowboys, are leading second. I swear I've then, heard of them before. Yeah, Hippies. Somebody brought. Somebody told us, was, wasn't was Daisy Dead from the Dead Deads, was it? Hippies and Cowboys? Yeah, been, yeah. God, can't remember. Wow, okay. All right. Yeah, so... They must not be terrible. If I don't y'all know. Or some, some, somebody said that name. I recognize that name. Yeah. Well, obviously, I don't think they're terrible. Right. I think they're awesome. That's right, because they're playing with you guys exactly. on the release party. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. We had our, with uh, with the Bowies on a Friday night, we had our pick of basically who we wanted to play with us. Yeah. And I chose Junkhead Jane, and I chose Aaron Sparling, because right I, I believe they were the best people well, to play with us. We'll listen to them. So, we can get physical CDs at the CD release party? Yeah, absolutely. They'll be in a shrink wrap. I... I unwrapped y'all's because I plan to give it to you, and I have a, a Sharpie here that I was oh, going to Oh, fantastic. Give we would really appreciate that. So yeah. for those that don't live in Nashville, where do we go to buy Afterthoughts after it's released? Where, where do we go to find out more about the band Shank? Well, you first off, you have your pick of social media, right? You Everything. Have, you got it all. Just about. Our, uh, our Twitter, which was created for the sole purpose of interacting with radio stations when we were doing our radio promotion for singles, um, I think has a, about four followers, but everything else is respectable. <laughs> I've just, I think I might have posted once on my Twitter, but you know, we're on Instagram at Connor Shank Music, and um, just, just to spell that. I'm there now. Yeah, just to spell, uh, Connor spelled C-O-N-N-O-R. Shank is spelled S-C-H-E-N-K. And uh, for those of you who don't know, music is spelled M-U-S-I-C. Um, but, you know, it's that. And then uh, you can look up Shank on Facebook. I think if you type into the search bar Shank Band, it comes up easier. Okay. Um, same with TikTok. I'm sure you can find us there. I think it's on there as Connor Shank Music as well. Uh, but you can find the music anywhere you consume music within reason. Uh, you know, we we distributed through a company called CD Baby, and they do a wonderful yeah. job. Oh, nice! We've used CD Baby yeah. in my band before. Yeah. Yeah. So then, y'all know that it distributes to, to everywhere you've heard of, and a lot of places that you have no idea what the heck they are. Absolutely. Where did you make this record at? Where? Well, um, with with the Uprising recording technology, you can get amazing sounds from many places. We did one of the tracks in a studio down, I forget where it was, but we only did one track there, but we did the rest of the tracking for the album at one of my friends from school has a home studio that he has a lot of really great equipment and in fact half his house is just devoted to the studio. And his name's his name's Matt Estevez. Okay. And did a wonderful job and we worked with my engineer friend Joey O'Brien. Yeah that I also went to school with, who just did an amazing job, was in there for tracking sessions, I believe, 
And yeah, because he, he engineered it, and then we all mixed together in Matt's control room at his house. Nice. And really great experience. Just, right on. Because it, it, it also didn't have the pressure of being in a music row studio. Because mm-hmm. we, we considered going that way, too, before we realized there's no point unless we're trying to lose Well, it's money. a little bit more financially viable for you guys to do it that way as well. Right, because we, we crowdfunded this. Yeah. We, um, we How did much did the, you raise for it? What was your goal? Well, we went, we got way past our goal. I think our nice. original goal was $1,000. I forgot where we got up to. But it, it, it was less than 2000 I believe, more than 1500 Nice. But it's been a while since I have checked in because <laughs> that fundraiser was in and out, done, I think, When we were doing year. our records, there was no crowdfunding. We had to go. We, all of our proceeds from door ticket sales had to go back to our records. Yeah. I wish was, you know, maybe for album four, Brian, I can get crowdfunding for it. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> to talk, talk to you, Connor, about how do I do this. <laughs> I'm old. You, you, I don't know these things. You put aside the self-esteem and you put aside the. Oh ego no, I'm cool with people funding for it. How do I get I like crowdsource? Like go on the website? Like what do oh, we do? What do uh, we do? Well, I mean, I I just created an account on GoFundMe. Okay. And I shared it through our social medias. Personally, so it's like Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. GoFundMe is exactly yeah, yeah, like okay, Kickstarter. Kickstarter. All right. From what I understand, that as I someone who's never used Kickstarter. Okay. I've contributed to Kickstarters before. I've personally brought Mystery Science Theater 3000 back twice. Ooh. <laughs> I, now, I know a lot about that show. I, I watched that show before Netflix rebooted. Yeah. See? Yeah. You, you, you saw the original stuff. Yeah. So, good on you. You were, you were raised right. <laughs> Funnily enough, that had nothing to do with my parents. <laughs> uh, that was actually at a sleepover when I was about 13 years old. Someone was like, hey, y'all ever seen this? <laughs> Turn the sci-fi or Comedy Central on and let's go. Well, funnily enough, I lived in Germany at the time, so they had it on disc. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was in the Air Force, so oh, okay. I, I spent eight, eight years of my life in Germany. Yep. Uh, well, uh, V. Gates? <laughs> good. Sehr gut. <laughs> Danke. <laughs> I, I used to be fluent in German when I was a real little kid. I went to German preschool, but uh, not so much anymore. My mother-in-law is German. My wife is half Dutch, half German. Her parents okay. are fresh off the boat from Europe. So wow. I know that's about all I remember. So I can do a greeting. We, we, we nailed it. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I second guess myself. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, like actually recording it. You were like, V Gates. I was like, oh boy, don't mess this up. Don't look like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said, it's just, you know. <laughs> Yeah, because normally people go, ah, oh, Sprechen Sie Deutsch, and I practice this one enough. Yeah. Well, I'm like, ah, oh, I ambition, but mainly not, and then yeah. I switch back yeah. to English. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> it really drives the point home, like, yes, but no. Last time I was in Germany, I ordered something in German. The person responded to me in English, so obviously my German wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. What, uh, what part of Germany? Uh, I was actually in Berlin when that happened. Cool. Yes. So. I remember when I was a kid finding $5 on the ground at Oktoberfest, which only sticks in my memory because it was $5 yeah. and not 5 euros. And I thought that was really neat because I had to go on base to spend it. Oh. But some American tourists surely dropped it. I'm sure. <laughs> Why they were carrying American currency that had really nothing to use in that, Germany. That, I, I that's an American clue. thing. Well, Connor... We'll be checking out your band Shank Afterthoughts. Uh, you're a world traveler, uh, a, mil- a son of the military, so thank your father for his service. Uh, August 27th is the album. We should be able to find it right after that. Anything else you want to tell us? I don't think so. I, I plugged the, the release show, which is really the, uh, 
The only thing, obviously, we're... The reason we're, you're on here. Yeah. You got to pimp yourself. <laughs> got got to do the plug. We're pimping ourselves by being here as well. It's, yeah, all, it's, all, part of the, it's all part of the... Everyone it, in this convention's a little bit of a suck. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, that was really the only thing to plug. Obviously, we're going to release more music. Um, some of it's already tracked. I, I have a track that I'm in the process of mixing with the engineer who helped record it. Um, that I'm really excited about that yeah. I can't wait to release, but only because I think it's going to surprise absolutely everyone when it comes out. Because for someone who fronts the band, I'm not singing at all. Who's singing? My good friend Marta Palamba. Marta she, Palamba. She is one of the best vocalists I know. And I wrote this song hmm. when I wrote it. Um, I, I wrote it as a songwriting exercise, um, but I wrote it for... I, I, I also had some friends who, who helped, but I wrote it for a female voice. Okay. And I just knew with the actual vocal flippage uh, between the head and the chest voice that comes. I don't know what that means. I'm not a singer. I have no idea. Well, I know. (laughs) So I just knew I would not be able to do it near justice for the reason I wrote it. So I had her in the studio. I played piano for it. Nice. Sean did all a lot of the rest. Is it more like a ballady, like a softer song? Yeah. Okay. Right on. Yeah. It's uh, it's very acoustically driven when i gave everyone the lowdown for what we were doing in the studio the two reference tracks i used and this is going to surprise anybody who's actually heard anything that we've done ever well half of it well the two reference tracks i used when getting people to try sure. and encompass the mood of the song was a jimmy buffett song a pirate looks at 40 and then billy joel's the down easter alexa and I, I, it's just going to be huh. absolutely a complete heel turn from what we've done here. And I'm very excited to see well, we'll the be looking. We'll be looking forward to that. Brian, what do you think? I uh, just want to thank you, Connor, for being on the podcast. That's Connor Shank from the band Shank. And we look forward to uh, everything you have to offer. And we'll follow your career and listen to your music. And thank you again for coming Just on. remember us when you're big and famous. Absolutely, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Connor. Thanks, thank Connor. Thank you guys so much. Jax Hollow, who is also from Nashville. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome. So what's Rock and Pod like for you? Is this your first one? Yeah, this is my first one. Uh, so far, it's been pretty mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, being on that panel with, like, Pamela and Yeah, stuff, like, the women. Was it the Women in Rock panel? Yeah, Women in Rock panel. And she was just like, yeah, you know, um, I made this, like, best. I made this, like, this book. And when I was trying to get it published, everyone kept writing me back, being like, oh, it's rubbish. It's trash. It's not going to go anywhere. And when it became a, a number one like New York bestseller, yeah, um, she actually saved those um, um, the mail that they sent with like all oh, this is garbage, not going anywhere. And she uh, she uh, copied and pasted like the article of like her bestselling book and mailed it back to them. <laughs> I, and I got chills. I was sitting there being That's like, awesome. "This girl has Vengeance. been badass from day one for sure." Like, back That's and she's awesome. like what seventy years old. <laughs> she's just so cool. So it was awesome sitting between like those two ladies, just be like, "What?" But you're being more famous and going to be more famous for some for something else. Your musical ability. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I wanted to ask her questions and I swear to God, I went up to her and I'm like, oh, and she's like, is it going to be something sexual? And I was like, oh, 
It is. Because I really wanted to know something, and I know, and I'm not, I'd like. You gotta ask that in private, I think. <laughs> I wanted to, but now I just feel like a douche because she's like, was it something sexual? I'm not gonna answer something sexual. And I'm like, it's definitely something sexual. I mean, I'm sorry. She, she was with so many famous people. I know, Jimmy I Page, to- and like, you know, Page. I want so to know you're things. a guitar player. Is Paige an inf- like you? You a Paige person? Oh yeah. Paige is my guy. All right. Yeah, Paige is my I guy, like yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paige is my guy. So I wanted to know things. <laughs> so you are pretty much, uh, you know, the closest to our genre that we've talked to today. Yeah. So that's really awesome. So I've been excited to talk to you guys because I'm like all things blues and southern rock. Hmm. That's Jack <laughs> Solo. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of give a, a brief kind of synopsis of like how how you got into playing and where you're at now. Yeah, mentioning Jimmy, Jimmy Page, um, yeah. I just like found him on YouTube and like Robert Plant and these old like bootleg like, things for Robert. So you just you found know. Led Zeppelin on YouTube. Well, I I knew Led Zeppelin okay, existed. Okay. My dad had CDs. All right. So I knew that Led Zeppelin existed, but I didn't know what you know. And I looked to see what they're like, and that's when back when YouTube was free. Yeah. And there were and there was no like stipulations. You could just upload. Well, shit. there's no ads every right, couple right, minutes right, now. Right. That stops your concert. Like son of a bitch. And then you can also see content that you weren't supposed to yeah. see, which yeah, yeah. I wish I knew back then. I would have recorded it. <laughs> you know, so when you know wouldn't be flagged and stuff. But you all you know had. Robert Plant doing his hand thing was up here and I was just like there's something so beautiful and powerful and, and sexy about like both of them and I want to be both of those guys <laughs> nice yeah. well you sort of like you sing and yeah. you play guitar I mean I think you're I think you're going for it I hope so if I can get anywhere close to that that would be something else yeah so what do you have going on now let's uh, talk about your career right now so far so good man yeah after after uh, releasing the record yep Cut with Michael Michael Wagner. Um, it's like six songs, seven songs. Yeah, seven, it's eight songs, eight songs, but only seven available. Yes. on Spotify. Porcelain Red is only available on the CD. Okay. I wish I would. I would give you guys CDs. Well, no, we'll buy you. CDs from me. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. I. Uh, we support artists that come on. Like I mean, that's how you guys make a living. Oh, appreciate that, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All the money that I made on the CDs is basically fed me for the past like 2020 and stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, Michael Wagner cutting underdog yeah. anthems with him, yeah. and then um, ever since that, it's just been it's been awesome. So like, uh, freaking headline the basement east, yeah, first show back, yeah. headline yeah. the exit in, wow, headlining five spot. Like I like what the fuck's next? <laughs> you know, like, I'm ready, but uh, like damn. bigger and better things. Yeah. Well, I you know. Very refreshing what you're doing right now. Definitely in that southern rock blues genre. You're, you're really, really good guitar player, singing. All, you got it all. We're seeing a lot of people like you, newer and emerging artists, really get into this type of music. There are a lot of good acts. I, I mean, are you starting to see more of an appreciation, more of an appetite for this now? That is like the coolest thing that's happened in like the past, I think, two years. You know, with like Rival Sons. Yeah. Like, you know, like I don't know. Dirty Honey or like Dirty Honey I just saw him open for the Crows right right yeah. dude uh, talk about Man Crush man I would do things the singer <laughs> that, dude, that guy's got some pipes on him he I could would, sing I would do things with him <laughs> beautiful things I think, Brian um, these conversations are going places I'm not comfortable with <laughs> and they, um so, so yeah, but but like, and then my friends in, in town, you know, I got all my friends who are like they're they're budding artists too, yeah. and and there is this beautiful fucking energy of real music, real artistry, yeah. you know. And I was just talking on the other on the other podcast about everyone's like, well, Jimmy Page is so sloppy. I'm like, that's what it is. That's what we're missing. Yes, that's what we're missing. Everything's quantized and but that was, <laughs> listen, he was a wizard in the studio. He did, you know, that was his, but playing live, the kind of the sloppy. That was the whole. That was the whole thing of it. 
You're missing that. Yeah. And Everything's quantized and bullshit. And it balances out John Paul Jones doing his John Paul Jones, like, perfection shit. Yeah. And, like, that. But Jim, Jimmy Page is my guy, too. Oh, like, Jimmy's my guy. Mad respect. Because <laughs> <Just>, yeah. <laughs> he could do everything. Like, listen, d- different tunings. He could play the blues stuff. He could do the straight out rock stuff. He could do the crazy Egyptian. Right. Then he wants to get Middle acoustic Eastern and stuff. he can, like, be fucking. He, he could yeah. do the Joan Baez stuff for Led Zeppelin three. Yeah. You know, are are you doing any alternate tunings or anything like yeah, that? You're so doing some slide and especially yeah. for the the new record is like much more like explored and that stuff. The new stuff I'm working on, I think it's some of the best stuff I've ever written. Yeah. And I'm like, I it's great. Got to find the right producer. I don't know how you go from Michael Wagner because I was his last artist. He's retired now. So how do you go from like Michael Wagner? I gotta find. I gotta find the right guy. Even the in the right city producer. of Nashville, it's hard to find a. Well, you just it's gotta be like a marriage. Right. You're dating. Right. Like right. you're dating. Like you know what I mean? It really like if you do not have the right producer. Gotta have the chemistry. Yeah, and especially with the amount of work and love and dedication I put into this new music, like I have to. I know there's a lot of pressure on finding right. like, the right producer. The right producer is gonna make the record. I mean, that's what happened to me and Michael. You know, found I found the right producer. For yeah. Him, you know? Going back to Brian's old question, though, like, you know, you were inspired by Led Zeppelin. That's probably what you taught you to pick up guitar. Did you, were you somebody who took lessons or did you come out and like naturally learning? Yeah, I took lessons from, um, uh, I was in Western Massachusetts. You, are you from Mass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I don't know. People have been like, I'm from Nashville. I'm I mean, like, you're, you don't have the accent. I know. I, I don't know. I've been I've been around. I don't okay. know. I, I well, you don't have the Nashville accent. accent either, so I'm like, you know. Yeah, I'm just a weirdo. You're just <laughs> <laughs> At least I say, I say Wicked Awesome right. sometimes, and then okay. it kind of makes people feel like, yeah. But uh, I was, uh, uh, Matt Kim's Rocking Academy is just like this Mongolian bro with like a Fu Manchu. Wow. Who gave me like le- shred metal lessons. Right. And I was just like. Because you do shred. Like, you, <laughs> like when we were talking to people and trying to, I'm like, you actually shred on guitar, even though you're a blues like is, but you shred. Yeah. I, I like to. I like to. I've studied anything from classical guitar to to sweet picking to you know. I've done. You know. I just want all my sweet tool. picking. I you see, not people aren't doing enough sweet picking anymore, Brian. <laughs> oh I've always God. said that. <laughs> but you. But that's the cool thing is you. 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 It's like you solo then. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's how you. That, well, that's how you get fast. You know the. the yeah, it's really good for your chops. Uh, so I, I do the sweet picking stuff too. Yeah, all that stuff is good. So then you and you draw from it, and then you're writing songs, and then it's all genre fluid, and you can just there's no there's nothing in the way of creation. There's no physical limitations. Right. And that's where I want. It. I want all my tools to be so available that there's no limitations. I just grab from here, grab from that, and then that's how. I think Jack's Hollow is sort of like its own thing. Yeah. You know? So songwriting question for you here. Yeah. But go ahead and take your sip. I'll, 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 draw, I'll draw it out so you have time. You're a lead guitar player, Shredder. Great. You're also the vocalist. So what's your, what's your songwriting really look like? Are you looking at the riff first? Are you looking at the vocals? Are you looking at melody? Like, so when you put a song together, like, what's your approach? Yeah, so it's basically like a lightning rod approach. Like any sort of anything comes for me. Like I have a melody idea. Mm-hmm. I have like a riff idea. It doesn't matter, like, wherever it comes from. So just the inspiration comes from somewhere, whether it's from the vocal standpoint, melody, shredding. You just have to be open at all times. Okay. Even if you're... I've had things, so I'm at the gym, like, fucking working out at the gym, and I hear something, and I'm like, stop. And I'll even, like, I can, like, tap it out on, yeah. like, on, the, on my treadmill, like, a melody idea or, like, a rhythm idea. It's just, like... Yeah, it doesn't... It, it's weird. Some, some songs, like... 
come out in like 40 minutes some songs come out in like a year right you know and some some songs i i mean I'm, i can get obsessive so like i've rewritten drift together is like the fifth rewrite of drift together it used to be called all my friends yeah all of my friends say that i need help acting like i'm broken instead of uh you know like fucking drift together like Ooh, it just keeps getting better, you know. So it's, but like rewrites are really important too. I sure. Think songwriters are just like, bam, here it is, it's good. Well, it's like, like writing a book or an article. You got or a script. You you keep touching. I up might until be it's a little too obsessive though. Yeah. I might be a little obsessive. I get a little intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you known. take criticism well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell me I'm shit right now, and I'll still no, like no. It. Like if you're writing a song, and like a producer's like, "Hey, we may want to change these things." Does that bother you? No, no, it doesn't. Okay. As long as there's a because because I'm at a point now where I understand everything. But not that's pretty. You know, you understand how it works. I understand how it works. So if you if you come to me and you're like, "Hmm, I don't like that," I'd be like, "Okay, so is it the melody? Is it the lyrics? Is it the rhythm? Is it? Do you want me to start on the upbeat and the down?" So it's being able again, being able to access your tools is like. Sure. So important in the studio anywhere. Like you have to be able to speak the language if you want to create, if you want to have like control over like the creation yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to ask you a two-part question. What is it? What is Nashville like for you now, for your career? And you mentioned earlier some of your other peers or friends that are up and coming. So first question, you know, what what Nashville is like for you, and who is someone that we you think might knock our socks off? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Nashville's amazing. Yeah. It's like a bunch of like people that are like, especially in the rock community, yeah. which is like t- totally growing in Nashville. Um, it's just a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of people with like big dreams, big aspirations, but they all come together and sort of like grow and make mistakes together, you know, and, and learn. And, and it's all symbiotic. Like we're mm-hmm. all like a mistake I make. I'll tell like my friends, and I'll just be like, "Man, <laughs> one time I had a, a meeting." You're with so me. old and experienced now. Twenty, <laughs> 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 whatever you. Yeah. Are. <laughs> well, You're well, the I veteran. Did, well, I messed. Up. I did. I messed up this one time. Uh, I had a meeting with a booking agent, and it was supposed to be like the meeting that was gonna. He was trying to sign me, and I messed it up, dude. I was oh. just. I did not do good in the meeting. I just. I don't know what it was. I just. What'd you learn? I mean, what did you do wrong? What did I learn? I learned that I fucked up. <laughs> I, learned, I learned that, uh, yeah, that I pay. I've already paid for it like twice over. But, <laughs> but, um, but, but you know, I tell those stories to like my friends and stuff. The artist you should check out is Leilani Kilgore. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. Shelby, she mentioned her earlier. Uh, uh, Shelby from Shelby and yeah. Cobras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, she's like my best friend. She's oh. amazing. Shredder now, guitar. Now we have to. Yeah, yeah. shredding guitar. Um, she's also up and coming. She just came. What does up. it say right there on my notes? Yeah, they want to kill you. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome, and she's just a great human being okay. too. And um, again, so like these people like us that are just like doing the thing, uh, you know, the artist thing and and the songwriting and like it's like real. It's real and raw, and it's young and it's fiery, and it's just a really beautiful. Nashville is all of that. Yeah. Real, raw, young, raw, fiery, like. Next, next level stuff. I mean, I'm playing with Leilani this weekend in uh, Indiana. Yeah. Well, where in Indiana? Evansville, I think. Oh, Evan. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we're sharing a bill together, so like, she's yeah. doing her original music. I'm doing my original music. So it's, it's, it's all good. Yeah. A lot of rock acts come to Fort Wayne, Indiana, for whatever re- it, reason, yeah, too. Yeah. There's some couple. There's a nice uh, theater there, and then Sweetwater Sound Music has their right, own right. outdoor thing. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that's come there. It's like two hours from me, and I can actually see people play. I'm, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. He's in North Dakota. 
North Dakota, that's a state. That is a state. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We're talking to people all day. Like, yeah, I know so-and-so from, uh, I've been there in, in Ohio, not one person. North Pretty Dakota. Pretty much I can guarantee I'm the only person from North Dakota here. Nobody Probably the first one I've met in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's 500 people in the state, so the odds are not good. <laughs> what, what, 1,000, 1,500? How many people are in the state? Uh, 700,000. Okay, 700. There's people there. <laughs> so what is next for you? You got you got a big tour now, just promoting the album. I mean, what, what well, I would have probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, no worry, I'm still paying for that. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Uh, Where do we tell people to go to get more Jacks Hollow? That's what I'm wondering. What, yeah. yeah, that's when we want to market you. Come on. Yeah, yeah. So um, you can go to uh, Spotify, yep. all those things. It's at Jax Hollow, J-A-X. But buy the physical media too, please. Yes, that'd be great too. Uh, you can go to buy that. You can go on JaxHollow.com and slash shop and you can buy the things and they will be sent out by me you've got some new shirts out don't you i do well we are working on brand new shirts too i was just on your yeah. shop right before rock and pot a couple days ago making sure i was up to date on everybody we're talking to hell yeah yeah that's so it. we'll i'll order the stuff and you're going to ship it to me to, your, yourself right yeah okay. dude, and i'll include a personalized and message. i'll put notes this is jason from all things blues and southern rock thank yep. you yeah 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 dude um well what else is going on with you Shoot. I mean, fucking rock and pot. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, like, writing. Writing is, like, super important right now. I'm just, I'm a writing fiend. I, I write all kinds of things. I've got, like, five new songs that are, like, you know, I think some of the best stuff I've, I've written. Not, not yet for the studio? Just writing on your own? Yeah, just on my own. And then I've got a couple of co-writes just to see if all they'll right. work for the records. You know, my first record, completely, they're all my songs. No yeah. co-writes. Um, but, um... For the next one, I want to see what I can do. So I've actually reached out to my buddy uh, Chris Kenji in um, uh, in uh, freaking California. Really cool dude. He's got more of like the production kind of uh-huh. rock stuff, but his voice is raspy and, and like, yeah, rootsy as right, fuck. He right. just doesn't know it. So <laughs> so I reached out. I'm like, we're gonna do like Wanted Woman, but on steroids with you. So I'm gonna write. With That's him. a cool song. Thank you. Yeah, it's a cool gonna, song. We're gonna do that one kind of like a our own thing with that and actually i got that co-write in like a couple days with him and a couple other co-writes with people i think are like on the up and coming like singer songwriter wise so um, just to see if they'll make it on the record again uh, the producer's gonna i love that relationship where like i give the songs over and the producer is like this is jack's hollow this isn't jack's hollow and honestly michael wagner is still gonna have a part in that because he really helped me create what I wanted Jack's Hollow to yeah. be. How did you? I, I know you told the story about writing the letter, but what what who what other musicians that he produced got you into him? Is like what else did, were you a fan of his work? What other? Dude, it's it's like I know I'm I'm not like a huge. That's the, the weird thing is I'm not a huge like '80s rock kind of kind of like yeah. person. That's what I, I was I, wondering. Yeah. yeah, right. It's weird that I would, I'd go in there, but like. He's he's not like like it's so interesting. If you go in there, he takes every artist as the artistry of the person. It's just like this really ethereal kind of space where he sees you, he sees your artistry, and he just amplifies it. You know, in the physical yeah. sense and the spiritual sense, and like. It almost didn't feel like he did all those records when I was in the studio with him. It didn't feel like he even did those so like really super had that hard type of influence on right because yeah. because he's just 
he nurtures your ideas and your style. Doesn't really he throw completely his... chameleons to what yeah. is happening. That's in a good the producer, world. though, right? I oh mean, that's God. a good producer. Like literally the best, like just legendary. He chameleons to the situation. If you if you if you took me aside and you're like, oh yeah, he just he did like you know, slave to the ground, you know, like yeah, I, you know, I'd be like, no, he didn't because I was in the studio with him for two months and he wasn't making you do those big guttural screams well, yeah, like. No, somebody, no, yeah. like that's the best kind of and it's, yeah. what's crazy about it is sometimes I would turn to him and I'd be like yeah you know that minor chord or that major he's like I don't know and I'm like what <laughs> he doesn't know he can't hear the the flat three or not flat you know raise, you know it doesn't matter because he's that, it's it's, unden, it's undeniable undescribable he just sees the art as the art and he just lets you be you it doesn't try to say do this change that or just it's insane. Like when I recorded mystical, Drifting, spiritual. Yeah, there's yeah. something else that happening there. He's like really his own entity. Yeah. So one question before you go, because yeah. I think you have another interview. Fender or Gibson? Fender. I know you play strats. Ain't a question. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's my second favorite brand of guitar. Fender, dude. I know. I know my Fender goes out of tune all the freaking time, but. I also play like nines. People yeah, make so yeah. they give me so much shit. Jimmy Page play nines. No one gives him shit. That's right. I got these fucking girl <laughs> fingers. <laughs> I I don't have Bro, big hands. Yeah, dude, you have beautiful fingers. Let me just say. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah. You just called me girl fingers. <laughs> well, you know, girl this fingers. Is your new name strong. for the podcast? Girl, girl fingers. fingers. <laughs> yeah. Write a song about. Her. Oh my god! I will. Your beautiful fingers. I'll think about them at night. I see. Would uh, you? <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do. I'm bounce well, it was great there. meeting you. Thanks for being on. Thank you, Jax, for being on. That's Jax Hollow from Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to Dusty from The Reveal, Connor Shank, and Jax Hollow for joining us on this third installment from Rockin' Pod. You guys will get the fourth and final installment tomorrow afternoon when we talk to Todd Poole and Josh Weil from Roxy Blue, and also Anthony Corder and Keith Douglas from Tora Tora. Until then, Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.